Namaste, yogis. Welcome to episode number five of the Happy Jack Yoga Podcast. We're so excited to be here with you. Uh, we've got a very special uh, episode today, very special conversation. We're coming at you live from Cambridge, Massachusetts, USA, and I'm here with... You're here with Happy Hanna. Nice to see you all. And you're, and you're live from... Oh, okay. I'm in Mississauga, close to Toronto in Canada. At my son's apartment, and it seems somebody's doing some renovations, so I'm going to be muted for a bit. All good, all good. And you know what's really cool? So this is episode five, and that's really, it's a big celebration. It doesn't seem like much, but we've, that means we've now been doing a weekly podcast for one month, and we got to celebrate. You know, we got that's really important for all of us, this, these little milestones. I remember our friend Elizabeth, who's here with us, we have a, a weekly business of yoga call. And I remember last year you were talking about how like earning that first dollar as a yoga teacher is really something to celebrate. And so this is this is a consistent podcast for one month. So kudos, we did it, and, and we got many more to go. Uh, huge thanks to everybody who's here. We got 13 yogis. This is really cool. Every week there's just a little bit more. Last week we had 12. This week we got 13. That's growth celebration all around. And uh, it's really just a, an honor to be here. And we thank you for those who are here live with us. Quick shout out, we got Amy, Andrea, Brandon, Carol Ann, Elizabeth, Jeffrey, Saga, Sandra, Sue, Tammy, and Tanya. And of course, Laudi with Saga. And then of course, everybody who's listening in on, whether it's Spotify or Apple or all of those podcasts, if you listen on one of those platforms, we would love it. We would appreciate it if you uh, gave us a like or a follow or a review, um, just so more people can find out about this great practice of yoga. I also just got to quickly say, I'm not sure if you can see it, but I cut myself shaving. And so I got this, I, you know, Hanna says you can't really see it. I got a big screen. But anyways, I just got to get that off my chest. I don't think I've done that since I was a teenager. We'll get a nice big razor cut here. But let's get into this. So, you know, first Hanna, we got to, we got to celebrate as well. Last week was Yoga Nidra, right? You, you, you led an amazing Yoga Nidra course. Um, do you want to give us a, a quick little a highlight of how that all concluded? Last week, you were in day two of Yoga Nidra. Now it's complete. It's available for self-study, so people could go do it on their own. But what was, uh, what was a little magic moment from last week? The magic moment is always connection that we come together you know the fact that we we practice usually we don't practice when we when we meet on these calls but on during this yoga nidra pra, uh, training we did a monday and a friday practice together and even i practiced like i put on a, a guided yoga nidra and laid down and we all practiced together and that was really wonderful it everything changes when you're in it with someone else so that was what i loved the most about the training that's perfect and it's very fitting for the conversation today as we get into really engaging in connection what does that mean how does that how does that really apply to yoga and yoga teachers uh, before we jump into our main topic we we came up with this idea we, we're going to test it out and this is why we're still in the infancy stages of a podcast so we can keep innovating keep trying stuff if it doesn't work we drop it but we wanted to introduce different yoga myths 
and and bust them or support them. And so this is our first myth. Hannah, what, what, what is the myth that we're engaging in today? Uh, we wanted to discuss the, the yoga myth that we often hear in these circles, in the yoga circles. And it's the saying that goes like this. Um, it says, we're all one. Mm. It, it sounds beautiful. We're all one. Mm. And so is it true? Is it not true? It's a great question. My first thought is it's a beautiful intention. I think that typically if somebody is, you know, using that in their social media or they're using that in their communications, saying we're all one, it, it certainly creates connection. It creates, you know, inclusiveness. So I think it's really coming from a beautiful intention. And is it true? Well, I, I think everybody can have a different opinion. I mean, who am I to say? But if we look at the different schools of yoga, you know, the, the different philosophical schools, some of them would say, yes, it is true. We are all one. So there's a school called Advaita Vedanta. Advaita simply means non-dual. And so uh, essentially, you know, they would believe that, you know, I am one with you, Hanna, one with Brandon, one with Andrea, one with Sue, everybody who's here, one with divinity. Right there, there is no, there is no separation. We're all uh, connected, and but I would also say that there's many yoga schools that would say yes. We, in one way, we are part of a higher power. We are part of divinity. You know, this ultimate truth, God, whatever word you want to use. But at the same time, we're we're distinct. We're 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 unique, and so there's kind of that. So, so I just want to make it clear, some schools of thought would say, yes, we are all one. And others would suggest that, yes, we are one, uh, but at the same time, we're also unique. And what would that thinking serve the other kind of yoga schools to think that we're not one? Can you explain that? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's really, it's really, there's something about, and it comes to this idea of connection, but having a personal relationship. So if we think, because the tricky thing is, if we think that we are all one and we're one with divinity or we're one with God, um, you know, there have been some yoga teachers out there and you can find Netflix documentaries of them where they've, they've essentially positioned themselves as God or guru um, and, and that hasn't worked out so well. So in, in one way, um, yes, we are one with divinity, but at the same time, it's really, it's really, you know, as yogis, it's such a beautiful practice to, to be humble, to practice humility. And, and so if we see ourselves, you know, as yes, yes, important, yes, significant, but also not God or not like, you know, with some, some big ego, there's something really beautiful about having that personal relationship um, with a higher power. So th those could be two of the different ideas. You know, I would say as well, we're, this was just a, a quick little uh, conversation on this yoga myth. If you want to go deep into this, you know, I, I know a lot of the yogis here who have joined us for some of our other courses. You know, we've got the yoga philosophy and spirituality course where we really dive into this conversation. Courses on, you know, Bhagavad Gita, Bhakti Yoga, Buddhist psychology and mindfulness, um, and, and the yoga for spiritual care. Uh, just throwing those out there if you want to go deeper into it. But ultimately, I mean, I would say if, if we're going to use words like we're all one and it's coming from a place of like, hey, I see you, I'm one with you, I, I love you, uh, you're my brother, you're my sister, um, let's, be, let's be in this together. 
I think that that's, that's a nice intention. It's a nice intention, but maybe more accurate would be to say that we're connected versus we're one. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's absolutely true. And that's where I think that what we can do as yogis and yoga teachers is really educate ourselves, right? You know, and that's why I feel like I'm in no position to tell anybody else what, what is the truth or what they should believe or what's right, what's wrong. Um, but rather let's, let's educate ourselves. Let's ask these really good questions, be in conversation and then decide what, what feels right for us. Yeah. But I think it's a really nice segue into our conversation today, um, which is all about connection. So Honda, do you want to, do you want to kick us off? What are, what are, where are we heading with this? Uh, great, important idea of connection. Yeah, so connection is something that we talk a lot about. And as mentioned in previous episodes, we kind of figured that the map for this podcast, we would use our syntax that we go through very loosely. We'll use that map from our 200-hour teacher training. And in the beginning of that training, We talk about integrity, which we've spent a couple of episodes discussing, and we'll always come back to that because it's something that I think is kind of like a guidance system for myself and for my relationships. Like I notice when I'm out of integrity, then I let other people be out of integrity with me as well. And, you know, it helps me sort out the complicated things um, like boundaries and so today we wanted to discuss connection because, because it's also one of the things we um, we actually like advocate in the 200 hour. Like we are teaching our teachers the importance of connection and we give them assignments and, and all kinds of tools in order to create connection as a yoga teacher. And the reason we do it is because Um, In this way, we've seen that if a person is connected to themselves, first of all, then they can facilitate authenticity, they can facilitate with their unique voice. So we're not creating in our 200 hour, we don't create mini jacks and mini happy hannas or anything like that. We're looking for each individual to find their own authentic voice. And so if you are connected to yourself, then you can facilitate and let other people into your world. And that creates trust for the yogis who are going to be on the yoga mats, who are going to do whatever hoops and loops you're going to have them do. Right. So I think that connection is everything and connection can be understood as interpersonal or between me and myself, between me and a higher power. And so in that way, it ties also to the yoga myth that we kind of wanted to discuss earlier on being one versus being connected and what that really means and what that looks like in in real life like taking the other extreme I know I'm going on for a while now but like Jack and I we're we are no longer a romantic couple we're friends sorry I don't know why it's beeping here um but when we are friends now and when we're disconnected it doesn't feel great it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like I'm in alignment I like of course it happens all the time because we're human beings and we agree and disagree and we you know navigate life so it happened last night (laughs) last night 
And, and I think it's, we don't have to go into details of what happened, but basically that's why we're discussing connection because it is such a guiding force, just like integrity, right? Yeah. And I mean, just the, just the impact of it, you know, you talk about connection when, when there is conflict, when there is, you know, separation between two people that are normally in relationship with one another, um, it's, it doesn't feel good, right? Like, yeah, we don't have to get into details of last night, but we had, we had a disagreement. We, you know, didn't leave, you know, on the, didn't leave the phone call on the best of terms. And, and it's like, I, and when we talked this morning, it's like, well, it doesn't feel good physically, doesn't feel good mentally. You know, obviously we, we brought ourselves back uh, this morning and, and everything is all good, but it, it really does have an impact. You know, when, when there is disagreement, when there is conflict and when, when it doesn't get resolved. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like staying with the, with the conversation of like the yoga myths, you know, one of the things we often hear is that yoga means union. And, and of course it's a topic that probably a lot of us who've been in the yoga washing machine for long enough, we've heard that to like ad nauseum we're you know union union connection connected but then the reason why it's like it's true though it's true and it and it's and it's important but that that's my take it's important to what i well i mean yoga the if we come back to the sanskrit it, the yoga comes from the root word yuj which is to join so it it really does mean you know, to unite, to connect. Yeah. For sure. And so as, as yoga teachers, like to go beyond the obvious, to discuss connection and union, I'm sorry, can you hear the loud noises? Good. Um, then how do, how do we facilitate connection? How do we experience, how do we embody it? Because when something becomes an experience, versus just like theory, when it becomes our practice, then how does that impact? Like the reason why we're discussing this is, is how do we make connection come alive? How do we, how do we facil facilitate? Why is it important for yoga teachers to be involved in a conversation like this around connection and union and oneness? Like, yeah. you know? I think why why it's important is coming back to it is what yoga means yoga yoga means to join to yoke to unite to connect so that is the purpose right the purpose is not get a six pack of abs or stand on your head or I mean those are nice things that happen and they're and they're very healthy things to do but it's not the it's not the intention right versus you know it really is about connection and I know having been to lots of yoga classes over the years you know sometimes I've been to yoga classes where the first thing the teacher says is child's pose, right? So you kind of get in there and the first thing we do is we put our head down uh, and in a way, I think they're intending to create connection like to yourself or to your breath. But of course, what we do as part of our 200 hour hero's journey is to get people creating connection with one another. And, and it really helps us as teachers because I know for me often still, when I go teach yoga classes, I, I've got, I get nervous. There, there's some nerves there and it comes from, you know, because I care, because I really want them to have a good experience. 
And yeah, if I'm honest, sometimes I'm a little bit worried. Oh, what are they going to think of me? Are they going to like it? All that nonsense. It's still there. Um, and so by creating connection by, you know, so, so some of the things that I do at class and I know many of our students will do is, is really going, introducing myself to the students, like as many, as many, it, depending on the size of class, everybody, if possible, and just like making a connection, giving them a hug, you know, welcoming them, saying it's so great to see you. And then all of a sudden when the so yoga that's class, before class begins, that's before class <laughs> begins. Yeah, exactly. Not in the middle. I don't do that in the middle of class. <laughs> no, but yeah, before class begins, because then that way, when class officially starts, and we feel like as yoga teachers, like, hey, now I'm on the clock has started, it's officially a yoga class, right? It's like, well, I'm, I'm just talking to my friends, I'm connecting with people who I already feel connected with. So that that just helps me selfishly, helps me become present. And, and, you know, from the standpoint of the students, it feels nice to be acknowledged, it feels nice to be seen, feels nice to be welcomed. And so that's, that's a big part of it. So clearly connection has that added value that it helps, um, helps the teacher from being in their head and actually be present in the present moment with the people in the room. Mm -hmm. And, and so connection feels good. Like then that means our nervous systems are attuned and we're in it together. So they're like, you know, whoever is the calmest kind of influences the person who isn't if we're in the same room connected, right? Yeah. And I'll say though, it, it feels good when we practice it because, you know, coming back to this whole topic, we've, we've all been, it's been on all of our lives the past few years, the pandemic you know, when, when we go through extended periods of time without connection, and then all of a sudden we're put into an environment with connection, at least my experience, it's, it's not, it doesn't always feel good. It feels out of our comfort zone. It doesn't feel normal. And, you know, I've, I've shared, but I'll just quickly say, you know, I, I thought I hacked the system during the pandemic. It was the greatest, right? Hanna, you and I, we just hung out, like felt like for two years, we just hunkered down in our place in small town, Canada. We built this online yoga school. Didn't have to travel anywhere. You know, we used to we'd be we'd be going over to see our friend Saga in Helsinki regularly, being all over the world, which is great. But it was actually so nice to to just be like in one spot. And I like double hack the system where I you know I made myself like oh I'm very busy and I'm doing a lot of work here. So Hanna, you you did like the groceries and the errands and we had some help and so I for for a year or two, I didn't go to a grocery store. I didn't go to, I just avoided all contact. And I thought, I thought that it was okay because we had really beautiful connections here in zoom, which is, which is beautiful and special, but it wasn't the same as in person. And then, so that then at the tail end of the pandemic, uh, when all of a sudden we come out and start connecting again, it was challenging. And I, and I had a lot of social anxiety about that. Yeah. And just to kind of clarify by choice, not because of fear, did you choose to not go to the grocery store? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I thought I always thought like, of course, I could do it. I've done it my whole life. But I, you know, I created this story as I tend to do. I'm very extreme. And so, you know, we, we went from extreme traveling, like extreme, different program every month, different part of the world, to then, you know, pandemic 
other end of the extreme where it's like, well, now I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go even to the grocery store. Right. And so we, we created our life in such, you know, we had, I contributed in, in other ways, you and, and our friend Kate contributed in, in those kind of errand ways. And yeah, really created that. And, and it allowed in one way, it allowed us to create the online university, which is just like the greatest blessing. Um, and it, it had an impact because then when I came here to, to study, right, I'm in my second year now at Harvard Divinity School. Last year, in first year, I carried a lot of social anxiety with me. You know, I, I live in this, this apartment by myself. You know, I would, I'm, I'm a lot older than most of the students. So I had this story of like, well, I'm not going to stand around after class and chat with these 20 something year olds. They're nice. They're great. But, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm running an online yoga school. I got to get back to serve our community. So I just had all these stories, how I was doing the right thing. Uh, but essentially I was avoiding human interaction and thinking I was hacking the system. It had some advantages, more productive, you know, more time. Uh, but it I, had I remember impact. you saying at the end of the school year that you managed to get through the whole school year. I don't know how many courses and how many days of class you had probably every day without making one friend. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. And that's like, this is crazy, right? But yeah, I see Andrea. She's giving, giving me the heart. I love it. Oh, and look at the hearts that come out. This is a new Zoom thing. It's true. And, and that was like a celebration. And, but of course, you know, that being said, everybody who's here with us now on Zoom, I mean, these are these are my friends. Like these are the people we see multiple times a week in Zoom. We're opening up, being vulnerable. And so I felt that, you know, this is these are my people. I'm coming here to Harvard to extract some information and and you know build my intellectual whatever. Uh, but this is like this is my heart-centered community. And so it's true, be, being the extreme person I am, and that doesn't mean that I was like unfriendly to people, you know, I'm still a, a, a smiling, nice person, uh, but I, what's that? You're still Canadian, so you're still polite. Exactly, exactly. I just intentionally uh, didn't make myself available for anything that I was invited to. And it's, and it, it's silly. And, uh, and, and, now, and now here we are in second year, and as I do, I swing to the go into the second year, like the price, though, you paid for this, the withdrawal of human connection and interaction also was there, right? It was totally there. It was totally there. You know, I felt, I guess the only people that I really felt comfortable with was my immediate family, you and my immediate family. And even at moments, like with my sister, you know, my immediate family, people I've loved my whole life. I still would feel a little bit anxious or a little bit nervous if they were coming over and I, you know, there was, there was like something there and never mind when my sister invited me, she's a high school teacher, when she invited me to her class to speak to her class, like her careers class, which I've done many times in the past, but like, you know, it's, it's, it caused anxiety. It caused, I, I did it because I love my sister, but it's like, um, it had an impact. Yeah, and then so coming back to second year as a, now, as I do, where I switch to the other end of the spectrum, so now I've recognized, I, I really recognize that, right, this past summer, Hanna, we had lots of walks, lots of conversations, I think I, I practiced putting myself out there, connecting with people, and so now, 
Make an example what that would look like when you practice connecting with people. Let people know your relationship with our neighbor before and after your anxiety navigations. Yeah, I mean, before we got lovely neighbors. I mean, they're all in their 80s, but they're lovely people. And I before that, during the pandemic, I would, you know, do my best to avoid or or quit, you know, quit, hey, oh, so great to see you. Oh, the dogs pull on me. Sorry, got to go. You know, basically not making time and for all kinds of reasons. It's like, well, I don't have time to stand here and talk to this 80 something year old uh, about his lawnmower. And if, if he was talking about something really meaningful, maybe. But, you know, they're talking about their lot, you know, just day to day stuff. And so I judged that. I'm sorry. And and decide, you know, what? I, I'm better use of my time to quickly go for a walk with the dog, get some fresh air, move my body, and then come back and do something really meaningful where I can make a difference with the yoga community, whatever that is. And so what the, the difference is this summer is like really making an effort to talk to my neighbors and getting to know them and actually, actually recognizing it's like, hey, you guys are in your 80s. You've lived a lot of life, regardless of whether you're a yogi or you're vegetarian or do any of the things that I do you got some life experience. And so then I would, as I am, I, I ask people what's on my mind. So I ask, you know, I'm, I'm curious about like, you know, for them, and I would say this and, and they're like, are you, you know, are you like, how do you prepare for death? Or like, what do you think about it? What happens after death? You know, after we live, what happens when we die? I'll say like, they're just cutting their lawn and dude comes to work. <laughs> How are you preparing for your death? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I, I'm not going to talk about the hockey game or the weather, right? That's that's the kind of stuff that I want to talk about. So if I'm gonna if yeah. I'm gonna start socializing, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep it light. That's just, that's just my <laughs> okay. style. You did great, but it was fun to watch you do this. That's why I asked this because it was kind of like previously you used a lot of energy to avoid these people, and then suddenly I don't know what shifted or. I do because you tell me, but like suddenly you'd go walk the dog. And I was wondering, where's Jack? Like 20 minutes have gone by, like maybe a loop that takes 10 minutes. I'm like, what? What's happening? Then I look outside and he's talking to the neighbors. And I'm like, surely the the universe has tipped over to some chaos because that was so unusual to see you connect like that. And I see that you do that purposefully now with everyone. Like you're going back to your practice of creating connection with the cashier at the supermarket now that you actually do go to the supermarket yourself or anywhere where you get an opportunity whether it's a family member or a neighbor or or anyone it seems like in the temple in boston anywhere even at, in india he will ask the taxi driver like who's your personal godhead like which one do you worship like everywhere like you know like in transitions where there's not typically the moment to engage in deep philosophical or, or spiritual conversations you initiate them and and you really are curious and you're practicing connection like yeah. intentionally yeah I probably still have some work to do on sensory acuity and <laughs> you know the appropriate time but uh, but it but when it comes from a like a when it comes from a, the right place, you know, like I'm, I'm doing, cause I'm genuinely curious. Like, I really want to know people, people are happy to connect. And, and like you say, it really is coming back to my roots. You know, we got some, we got some friends here representing Finland. It's getting dark over in Finland. I see. And that's, I, that, that's some of the times I felt the most alive 
is when I'm actually, it's, it's easier in a different country like Finland or India, because then, you know, the focus is really on practicing the language, you know, and it, and it lights people up. Like just a quick little aside, two days ago, I'm walking through campus here. I bump into my dad's cousin. How random is that? Like I bump into my dad's cousin. She happens to be walking with four people from the country of Kazakhstan, right? That's, you know, and, and I'm like, Kazakhstan, I think that, I think they speak Russian there. And so I start talking to these four people in Russian and I, you know, I can, I can go back and forth three times and, you know, with a, you know, Hey, how are you? My name is Jack. I'm from Canada. So I'm going back and forth three times, blowing their mind. Now, of course, after that three sentences, now I've got nothing, but it, 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 it's so beautiful to see people light up and when you see them and when you connect with them. And, and so I guess I've come back to that side, you know, another, you know, you asked about who I connected with. There's also, we have a police officer uh, who is a neighbor of ours in Canada and, you know, got to know him. And of course I would ask him questions because I'd be like, wow, like you must arrive on some scenes that are pretty challenging to see. And like, how does you, how does that feel? And how does that impact you? And um, I couldn't do it. Like, I can't even watch those shows where on a TV show or a movie, like, you know, Hannah, you and I both, right? We're looking away. And I'm just curious about those things. So I guess it, it comes from a curiosity. Yeah. And so it, what I heard you say, and I'm not sure if you said it exactly like this, but when you're connect, connected, you feel really alive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about the retreat that we just did in in Muskoka right we'll be doing that again next summer it's just like I hadn't felt so alive in so long just being in the room you know 30 yogis sitting in a circle sharing uh, hugging sweating singing practicing yoga chanting mantra going for a swim like just being together in community so it just it reminded me so coming back to this whole like in person and online it's almost like we need to have a, a hybrid, right? There's like technology. It's like anything, right? A, a knife. Is a knife good or bad? Well, it depends how we use it, right? A, a doctor uses it to save somebody's life. Uh, a criminal might use it to, to take somebody's life, right? And so right. themselves when rendering. Exactly. And so so the same thing with technology, like how are we gonna how are we gonna use it? How are we gonna engage in it? And so there's, you know, we, we have now we got 16 yogis. Whoa, amazing. We got 16, we're growing here, 16 yogis who are joining us live to, to be together. And this is not a typical call right now. Of course, you know, Han and I, we're doing all the talking, but normally when we meet in zoom, we're, we're bringing on uh, members of the community and we're getting to know each other and we're sharing vulnerably uh, and making commitments. And so there's, there's, there's a way to use it in an empowering way. And uh, I think it's safe to say that it's also important to have those in-person connections. And, and the cool thing I'll just say, as yoga teachers, there's so many different ways that we can share this practice. We got our friend Elizabeth, who just finished writing a book, right? Amazing, amazing book on the yoga sutras and, and, and living uh, with uh, reevaluating how our relationship is with alcohol. Um, but if we think about all of the yoga teachers that we've had over the years, right? We, you know, some of them have gone on to lead yoga retreats. Some of them have gone on to work with professional hockey players. I think about our friend Yussi, you know, and some of them have gone on to, to teach yoga on 
Caribbean cruises. Our friend Tanashi, member of the community right now from Zimbabwe, is is somewhere in the Caribbean teaching yoga. You know, really living this dream life, getting to see the world. Um, and, and some of our communities, or some of our um, past graduates, are doing private yoga classes, group yoga classes. Some of them have gone on to open yoga studios. And I'll tell you, I remember we did this training in Mallorca, Spain, 2017. Beautiful group. Like, oh my God, I would just, it'd be such a beautiful thing to bring all of those yogis back together in person. There was one particular yogi who I remember, and, and she, she was there like really to deepen her practice and to learn. She just loved, loved yoga so much, uh, but really had no intention of teaching yoga. Right, that was not was, part of the vision. Yeah, she, there was a moment when that when that shifted, but like she was pretty adamant about not ever gonna going to teach yoga. Yeah, exactly. And that yogi happens to be on the call with us right now. So I would love to, would everybody who's here with us live send some love and high vibes to our friend Saga? Oh my goodness. It's so awesome to see you, Saga, to see you and Laudi. You've been such a such an important part of our journey. You know, we've stayed with you guys when we're visiting Helsinki for Helsinki Yoga Festival. Uh, most of our marketing and all of our videos are done by Laudi uh, and his magic work. But I mean, your your 200 hour was was really special to observe. And, and we'd love to hear from your perspective because, like, we saw this, you know, amazing like energetic beautiful soul who is quite adamant of like no i'm here i'm here to deepen my practice and then something shifted and you went you went back home to helsinki and you you opened a yoga studio which then became multiple yoga studios and you've, you've done so much since then but i guess what was i guess what's on your heart hearing this conversation thinking about connection what are you feeling? So many things, so many things. I could talk for hours after now listening to you. Um, I just, like, this was so spontaneous to even join. I saw your um, email, like, five minutes before, like, just the regular one that you sent to everyone, like, hey, we're on Zoom soon, so everyone join us. And then I was like, well, I'm going to a gym, so I could listen them and just, like, not put the camera on or nothing on. And then, of course, when I see Jack there, when I see Hannah there, I'm like, I cannot be so disconnected that I would just listen to you so of course I'll need to show my face and then of course Jack will put me also speaking so thank you for that because I really feel the social anxiety what you were talking about and I never actually thought that maybe it started during the pandemic because before that we had just opened four yoga studios and I was teaching almost daily and then suddenly uh, in periods like you know one year we have to keep the studios closed for I don't know maybe six months altogether so then I got really comfortable staying home with Lauri he was saying hi he had to go and teach we're now in Lapland and he said greetings and hugs and kisses for everyone but yeah um, when the pandemic hit I also got so comfortable by just being by myself and also creating a bit of online business and after that I have been really missing the connection and now I really understand after hearing your story that I should be the one creating the connection back with whoever. As an example, we are now in a hotel room. Yesterday the cleaner came and just knocking on our door. 
And I'm so afraid of connection that I jumped to the bed hiding that I'm sleeping. And I told to Laurie, like, you can go and open up the door, but I'm pretending that I'm not here. And I don't know that that's the fear. I don't even know what I'm afraid. I'm, I cannot be afraid of people, a cleaner, a yoga student. I, yeah, I just I just want to quickly say on that. I'm so happy you share that saga. I can see, you know, Hannah chuckling because you're describing me. In fact, I do that when people knock at the door, even when I know the people. I don't want to yeah. say the names now, but there are members of the community, people who are our friends. And when they've knocked on the door and I've, you know, I go upstairs and, and say, Hannah, you know, let them know I'm doing an enema or I'm doing a shower or something. <laughs> and, and, and I would really do an enema or do a shower. Um, not because I have any ill feelings about that person, but it was, it was, there was, there was this social anxiety. So I totally get it. And I appreciate you sharing that saga. Yeah. And now I'm in a point of, so yeah, I opened many yoga studios. So altogether four, and then the pandemic hit and we had to close three to, just to keep the one surviving. But then we had the time to start building up something else. And then we opened up a retreat center with Lauri. And now we just a month ago got to open another studio and maybe a third soon. But the thing is that this is starting to be already too comfortable. Like I know how to do that. That's no challenge for me anymore. So now I'm in the big challenge in my life again to step up again. And I'm starting to create a mentoring program for yoga teachers who have already done the 200 hour teacher training and not maybe with you because you and Hannah are so good at teaching how to connect with people but not all the trainings that I've seen like um, teachers graduating from and I see so many like I just got 35 applications in one month for people for yoga teachers who wanted to come and teach to our studio and to be honest I would have not hired any one of them because what I felt with them is that they were not able to, I can't say that they were not able to connect on any level, but not in a way that I could see them at my studio with my students. So what I want to start actually um, mentoring and coaching yoga teachers is about connection. So that's what I'm here for. And that's why I also need to start connecting with people too. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. going to be a big step. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. And it, it's such a complimentary offering and it fits so well. You have these communities, you have these studios that are opening and you, you want to set a standard, right? You have yeah. set a standard for yourself and you, you did all this work and maybe we all had a little correction during the pandemic, but you know, you know, the experience that you want for the members of Saga Yoga community. And I, I think that's a fantastic idea. So I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. And would you share a little bit just while we have you here and then we're going to let you get yep. to your workout so i I'm, i apologize we, here we are we're 40 minutes into your workout uh, but this is like really helpful for so many they're hearing and so inspiring right i mean how much that you've done with your community what was the shift for you saga like i you know i i just remember you so like you've always known what you wanted i felt and i feel at the beginning of the training you knew you didn't want to become a yoga teacher and then towards the end, something shift and you're like, you just declared, I'm going home, I'm creating this. What was the shift? Well, I, I feel that at times, like it, it could be a different thing, what I think of. But right now, the first thing that comes to my mind is that actually seeing and feeling for the first time that the two of you 
and our whole group had so much trust in me. Like I, I got so good feedback about my presence, like how I am I being with people and, and also teaching yoga, even though it wasn't the best yoga at all back then. But anyway, I think that seeing so many people actually trusting and giving the feedback also, plus the connection that we had all together, I guess that broke the fear of doing what I want, which was teaching yoga and starting my own business. But there was so much fear that I couldn't even actually see behind the layers and trust myself to do it. So that's so beautiful. It makes me emotional to hear that. That's me too. And yeah, it's interesting that we can rewire something, such a big fear like that in a community that supports you and sees you and then you it's almost like you learn something new about yourself right and then what i've learned like in the past few months that i've been doing one kind of coaching with a friend i've learned that i missed a sense of belonging for about 10 years in my life so i used to do sports in a like very tight group cheerleading so I met the girls like six times a week and many many hours per day and then there was 10 years in my life that I didn't have this community and this even though I had few friends but I didn't have a group that I, w- I would see that like weekly or daily so then I f- I think that one of those things that also somehow clicked in the yoga teacher training was the community and the belonging and that was something that I wanted to create not only to belong to, but also to create. So maybe that was also one big realization. Everybody, everybody has that desire, that longing to, to fit in and to belong. Yeah. And, and it's really special when we have that experience ourselves and then really special as yoga teachers, when we then create the space for others to feel that way, you know, there's, there's nothing more, nothing more rewarding. Um, I love it. There's so much we could keep going on with Saga for so long, but I want to respect your workout time. Uh, the sun has set in Finland, but thank you so much, Saga. If yogis, if they want to get in touch with you, how do we find you on Instagram? How do we stay connected? Saga Yoga in Instagram, and then also the retreat home is called Villa Saga. We've had a retreat where we had only five people coming from Finland, and all the rest were coming from abroad. So welcome everyone to Villa Saga. Wow, that's amazing. Hun <laughs> and I can't wait to be there in person. Yes. Let's yes. send all the love, high vibes to Lapland, Finland, to Villa Saga, Saga Yoga, Peace to Fee. Oh my goodness. So amazing. You know, it's like this is, these are the things that we need, right, Hanna? It's like the, the people in our lives that believe in us. I really love how Saga said that, you know. And I know I've had that feeling and you've had that feeling of when there's somebody that believes in you and real and genuinely wants the best for you. You know, sometimes our family members who, who are, you know, so important in our lives, but they might have a slightly different agenda. They want us to have a safe, secure life or, or perhaps to do what they did in their generation. Uh, but when there's people who just like want you, they see a light in you and they see, you know, this, this energy and this connection, uh, that's that's a beautiful thing to to pursue. Yeah, and I think it's like a like Saga was saying, it's about community. It's almost like the personal happiness is no longer the main agenda. It's a it's a community thing. Like it, we need each other in that way. We are one. We belong to each other. We are connected to each other, and 
we can do miracles for each other in in community you know and and that's what i hear in it and it makes me really uh emotional because it's not something i feel that we can take for granted or expect in a world that is now so divided and even with the pandemic probably like that was like the peak moment of division in the world in physically and and politically and belief wise and and even just on a personal level like i i think also like in life transitions when when we grow up we no longer have the groups that we used to belong to when we were younger like she was saying some sports or school groups or study friends or you know maybe work community could be a community like that but often it doesn't end up being a group that unconditionally supports you and sees the miracles that you can do when you also believe in yourself and when there's a momentum that comes from being together with with amazing people and random people because you don't know who else is going to be in that training when you come either whether it's online or in person well that's just it i mean i just thought as well it creates opportunities right everybody's looking for ways to grow and to you know to live their life purpose and to it by creating connection opportunities present themselves again thinking about our friend saga at that yoga teacher training in mallorca what, six years ago now. So Saga was there as a student participating and completely independent. Our friend Lowry, we also brought to to capture all of the magic on video. They didn't know each other, right? They got to meet each other there. They've they've since created a life together. They've got a, a retreat center together. They're opening yoga studios, doing online business, you know, a beautiful couple. And so that came from you know, giving ourselves permission to to come and to connect and to be real and to be vulnerable. So that's, uh, I mean, that's just another, you know, you kind of asked at the beginning, like, what are the benefits of connection? Well, it's, it's good for our mental health. It also, it, it creates opportunities. I mean, we, we think about, uh, there's other members of the community who have met, you know, I think about Celine and, um, and uh, Mihi, you know, who met in India at a program with us and then they came home once from switzerland once from germany they collaborated together at doing retreats in the swiss alps and so it's just another another byproduct of connection so now the online platform like in the absence of physics like i'd like to discuss that as well like we were very skeptical when we first started doing these trainings online and then we've seen nothing but miracles ever since, just like this um, example that Saga so vulnerably shared with us. We've seen lots and lots of connection and and deep friendships mm. take shape also from the online trainings. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I mean, well, you and I could go on for forever about about how the, the benefits of online and totally we were skeptical at first. I'm just going to put it out there. If I, I see our friend Elizabeth is here, she's off camera right now. Elizabeth, if you're able to, okay, she is. I want to bring her on for a second. Uh, you're you're actually you've been on the podcast before, but the reason that I wanted to pull you on right now, I remember a year or more ago now when you were you were in this place 
uh, you had connected with us, but you were you were going to do your 200 hour training locally in Denver, uh, and then maybe you're going to do some continuing education with us after. But then a decision was made and you and you you didn't do the in-person one and you came and you did your 200 hour online. And so I thought rather than Hanna and I kind of sharing you know, our experience, it would be so nice to hear your experience of, of, of doing the online training. Was the, the value still there? The connection still there? Um, did it prepare you? Totally, yeah, especially the connection. Um, you know, I have lifelong friends now. We're supporting each other, and we've stayed in, in contact since our 200 in ways I don't know that would have happened in the in-person uh, place. And then, two, my connections are all over the world. I, I, I keep saying I'm going to go on this world trip one day, and I'm just going to do Happy Jack yoga stops in Portugal and UK. And I mean, you know, you know people all over the world as a result of being a part of this community. The only thing, the thing that concerned me was I was like, well, you know, how, what about the hands-on thing? Like, how how does an online program prepare you for that? And it was such a non-issue. You you two addressed it beautifully, and um, and I and what's funny is most of my teaching is online, so it makes total sense that I learned online. Um, yeah, I haven't felt any any negatives to to taking an online program over face to face. So it, it's been nothing but beautiful. I love it. I love it. And, and, and just seeing, like you say, the friendships and the connections, that's something, I don't know if, if it was so intentional, but it's just the core of who we are, Han, and who, the, who this community is about creating connection. And it's like, it's not when we have our Sunday some calls, you know, I'll kick it off. But like, I so quickly want to get other people sharing, you know, getting on Zoom spotlight, just like you right now, Elizabeth, because that's where the magic is. And then, of course, going into Zoom breakout rooms pairing people up to, you know, do some sharing exercise or some journaling exercise. Yeah. So I'm, and, and I can't wait to see, we've already seen photos of you meeting in person uh, with yogis in the U S and that will be super cool to see you in UK, Portugal, all around the globe. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Thank you. Now it's been a beautiful community and those breakout rooms are gold. I just, the, the depth of conversations we get into and those, five, 10 minutes we have just, they make my week. So. Mm. Amazing. I love it. Well, let's send, let's send the love high vibes out to Colorado representing. Nice. If I could just quickly sneak in here, Hanna, um, because just before, just before this call today, we got an email from a, from a beautiful soul, Jeffrey, who actually happens to be with us live right now. And he sent in a great question. And so just in these last five minutes, I wanted to wanted to read that question and, and we just have a moment to reflect on it. So, you know, Jeffrey, by the way, check him out, uh, Instagram, genuine Jeffrey, which is very fitting for the, for the, the question. So Jeffrey says, I wanted to ask one for myself that I'm positive that I said, I'm positive that others struggle with as well. So in particular, I struggle with this a lot. I struggle with others saying, not very Zen of you, or way to be high vibe, or, oh, such an angry yogi, or anything of that nature. I'm doing my best to drop my perfectionism. I really acknowledge you for that, man. I find myself building more character as I resist worldly desires. I see you doing that on your Instagram. Uh, I, st I still, though, you know, I appreciate your honesty. I can still slip and some and show some of my intolerances for 
you know, unconsciousness of others. So it's in my nature or from my background to speak up often. I struggle with silence. That being said, what could help me overcome this feeling of being held to perfectionism by others as I'm trying to release it myself? And then, you know, and then you finish with PS, this feeling of myself carrying the flaws and criticism is holding me back from finishing my 200 hour. So you're part of the community, you're here with us uh, doing your 200 hour hero's journey. Uh, this is something that means a lot to me. I thought I could purge this out of me with prayer and sweat and I worked hard, but it feels ingrained. Maybe another method will help me feel more adequate to lead this great practice that I respect so much. Thank you. And I also do not mind this being shared with others. Transparency is important to me. Feel free to address how you seem fit. Now that, that was a really important question. And and I, I love that it's it's so aligned with the work that you do, Jeffrey. Like when I, I'm, again, I'm not on social media very much. When I pop it open, you're one of the yogis that pops up there and you're really, you're sharing yourself and you're sharing what you believe and you're practicing being genuine and being authentic you know, your question of like, what do I do? And you're I think wired like me, you're looking for like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I can see you have discipline, right? You have a consistent daily yoga practice. You're clearly vulnerable and you're sharing, right? When you, whenever you join us here in Zoom. And I think about for myself, like a couple of things that, that I would need to work on, it may be helpful is one is patience. Right. Having patience with ourselves, having compassion, so not not beating ourselves up, but just also recognizing that things don't happen overnight. There are there are some unicorns out there like Saga who come home from a 200 hour teacher training and open four yoga studios and they go thriving. I mean, there's some yo there's some unicorns out there that we, that we all know, uh, but it wasn't the case for me. I came back from my 200 hour training, 200 hour teacher training. My local studio didn't even want to hire me. Right, like I was like trying to find somewhere to teach one weekly class. So, so I feel like the one thing is patience. Keep up your daily practice. The other thing that self compassion, you know, a practice. You you remember Hanna when when I came when I was in India living for those months and and every day at the morning fire puja the fire ceremony I was letting go criticism and letting go judgment towards myself towards others um, and and. And then when you when I picked you up at the airport, you, you thought I actually looked like Jesus uh, with with my hair, my beard and, and the presence um, be, because of that practice. And, you know, I'm joking. Obviously, I'm not I'm not Jesus, um, but just that practice of letting go, letting go um, criticism, letting go judgment and, and really just doing the work. That's I guess that's that was on my mind, my heart when I when I read that question, which I really appreciated. What, what do you think, Hannah? I think that um, like the first thing you said about self-compassion, I think is key. And then also, I think like a lot of these spiritual teachings and aspirations are almost like a, like you said, the knife that you can use it wisely and not wisely. If we use it uh, in ways, if these practices become a way to become perfect. And I'm like, Jeffrey addressed that. So she, he's aware that it's not, where he wants to go but you know integrity is what I come back to in terms of like in limited time that we have to discuss this I think that 
it's easy for us yogis to put other people on pedestals and then it becomes something that hurts us versus actually deepens our spiritual connection or the purpose of our practice. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think we'd love to hear from Jeffrey too. So I'll just say that for now. Yeah. If we listen, because we got you here on, if you just, we just got like a moment, but first of all, thanks for your honesty. And um, what's, what's on your heart, brother? Uh, I think uh, just I'm learning to uh, being more vulnerable does help. And I, I found that out, you know, through here is the strength in the vulnerability. And uh, I think what you guys have been giving me is uh, more reassurance to continue. Uh, and then I kind of find that, you know, I never got into a lot of trouble, maybe because I was good at not getting caught when I was younger. But I find that if I could just stay busy doing good things, then I uh, don't do bad things. So it's kind of in the same coin that if I'm busy complimenting others, then I'm less busy judging them. Mm. And then, uh, you know, stay busy, um, you know, seeing the positives uh, and things, then I'm less inclined to to have the the doubts uh things like that and and it's really just dropping the perfectionism uh altogether and allowing i've always been okay with allowing myself to make mistakes but uh that's for myself but when i want to teach um i guess you know i guess i can you know look up to you and uh and hana where you guys are so transparent open about your lives that it helps to, I mean, it's just more reassuring to connect here, to be honest, now that I've asked that question. And then it yeah. was on my heart uh, that I come in here and it, it helps us feel closer to you guys that you guys do share uh, you, even your flaws. You, I pre- appreciate the kind words and I see you doing it as well, my friend. You're doing it in your, in your, uh, your reels and all your posts on social media, like you're, you're creating that. And you're, you're living into that. You've set an intention for yourself. And so I want, the one last thing I want to say, because we are complete on time, um, you mentioned about finishing your 200 hour. And let's let this be a declaration to the universe. And we got, you know, 16 yogis. Many of them are graduates. Some of them are also on the journey right now. Let us hold you accountable. Let us support you, right? There's no rush. Some, some people take multiple years. Some people do it in four months. There's no comparison there. I'm just putting it out right now, my friend. We're gonna get you. Let's let's like this year, 2023. Year year is gonna be a certified yoga teacher because the world needs you. The world needs your voice. So let's set, let's send so much love, high vibes to Jeffrey, genuine Jeffrey on Instagram. Uh, down all the love down to Texas. I appreciate you. And by the way, everybody, you're you're welcome to to send in questions. Uh, that was our first official question that we received. It came in just right before the call started. So that was so nice to to be able to share. And just appreciate you all being here. God, I love seeing Garvin in the house. We got we got Amy, Andrea, Brandon, Cassandra, Danica, DJ, Elizabeth, Jeffrey, Katie, Saga and Lowry, Sandra, Sue, and Tanya. And all Thank of those listening are here Thank too. You. And everybody listening, uh, if you would love to join us live uh, in the Zoom call, send us uh, or send us an email 
info at happyjackyoga.com. We'll get you the Zoom code uh, because we get to say hello before the call begins. Also, as soon as we end this recording, uh, Hun and I stick around and, and connect with you. Uh, nobody has to stay. You're welcome to drop off, but we'll kind of we uh, like to have a little connection after and receive your feedback. But anyways, if you want to practice yoga with us, we got yoga Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern time, free class. Again, send us an email. We'll get you the Zoom code. Uh, if you'd love to support us, this is a listener-supported podcast. We've created a Patreon page. I just put the, the link is patreon.com forward slash happyjackyoga. Um, and actually, I think the photo from there was taken in Mallorca, which is where we met Saga. And if you, if you feel compelled for the price of a cup of coffee per month, we appreciate that. But really, thank you for being a part of this conversation, this community. Hanna, thank you for your friendship, uh, the, the, the challenges like we had last night, but then the beautiful high vibe moments like this makes it so worthwhile. Yeah, thank you. Love, Love it. it. Well, everybody, make it an amazing rest of the day. Namaste. Namaste, friends.